Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Let's do it. Oh, the crack of oh. a cold one. Welcome to Rat Sound Review. Hello. Yeah, it's just the Sprite. Sprite Zero. Sprite Zero. I, I don't Zevia Cherry Cola. <laughs> You're still I drinking that, Zevia. Nothing. And then what do I back it up with? Zevia Cre... What happened? What? what happened? We're all here. I don't know. Oh, there I am. And then yeah. I back it up with a Zevia Cream Soda. <laughs> That's awesome. I like and that one. Sprite Water. Oh, my there God. There you go. Uh, we have to get up and pee through half the half of the show. Hasn't happened yet. Won't happen ever. Shout he's got out. a buck. He's got a bucket in front of him. He just that's right. I keep it professional. Or I bo- keep empty it water mini- bottle. He throws it just like me- I keep it just like yeah. Vinny Paul. I'll peer in the bucket and I'll keep playing. That's it. <laughs> Rest in peace, Vinny. Oh, but anyway, welcome to Rat Sal Review and uh, welcome back, George Dimitri from Thank Time you. Yasu Yoruo. Yasu. And uh, no foreheads tonight. Uh, your other band member was on our last show, and this always, always a story. Oh, God. Oh, oh, that was loud. Sorry about that. That was my head. Is that you? If I get close to the mic, watch. <laughs> watch. Ooh, oh, there that? it is. Squeak. Yeah, I was oh, going to do my forehead thing, but see, that's what happens. That sounds, sounds like you're doing a Kevin Dubrow impersonation. And speaking <laughs> of which, purchase the Randy Rhodes years by Quiet Riot whenever you can find it on Discogs. Nobody Ooh. can see it. It's always blurred, blue. It's blurred that close, yeah. You so did your drink. Put it on. Put it on. Oh, that's better. Yeah. I am a Randy Rhodes fanboy, so I was happy to have gotten it. It's not as bad as you think. No, I always <laughs> hear bad things about the uh, pre, you know, the the Randy Rhodes Quiet Riot. That it's not really that good, and I don't think the other Quiet Riot's that good either. But, um... <laughs> that's right. We discussed this. <laughs> yeah, we did earlier, but. Um... I'm, I'm actually, I, I never heard the Randy Rhodes Quiet Ride, so I'm actually kind of interested to hear it. I don't it's think I have either. It's different. It's very like Mott the Hoople, Small Faces influenced, mm. uh, as opposed to like anything remotely, I don't know, whatever you would call what influenced mental health. I mean, completely different. But yeah. I'd, I think it's still, it was, it was good. I mean, my favorite track was Laughing Gas because I actually had a. Uh, a Randy Rhodes solo in the middle. And the oh. funny thing is, considering these are all recordings that date back to the 70s, you could oh. hear where he recycled a lot of stuff for Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. So that was oh. pretty cool. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe we should do that on the show one day. I'm game. Anytime. Yeah. You'll have to send me the uh, files. That'd be cool. No problem. George, what's going on with you? Anything since the last time you were here? No. Same old. Plugging along, trying to write music. Have you listened to an? Have you listened to a Tool album finally? <laughs> I have not listened to a Tool album, and he never will. <laughs> so stop asking. Yeah, 
I'm too busy but, listening to the other stuff Wayne sent me so but, I could be prepared one of these days. Yeah, right. One day. One day you'll be prepared when you come on this show. But have you listened yeah. to the new Project Resurrect? Have you ever heard of this band? It's a very good band. Go to projectresurrect.bandcamp.com. You can uh, pre-order this. Uh, May 7th is available. What do you that's tools. A and that's a one and only copy that the drummer sent you, right, Wayne? That is one and only copy that the drummer sent me. Very nice guy, by the way. Very nice drummer. One of one. <laughs> one of one. This will never be heard by anybody else but me, because, uh, you know, it didn't come out that well. But, uh, yeah, Project Resurrect. Very good band. Looking forward but, to it. May 7th, correct? May 7th, yes. And if you go on projectresurrect.bandcamp.com, you can hear the first single, uh, Dead Mountain. And, uh, Which is my favorite track on the song. Uh, yes, it's, it's mine as well. The album. It's a great it's song. It's mine too. Is there a YouTube <laughs> video on it or a lyric video? Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, oops, I didn't make that. Uh, somebody else made a lyric video of that song. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Check oh, for the love of God, you've already <laughs> blown your cover on Facebook, you twit. Come on. <laughs> I did. Listen, I did. I'll, <laughs> I'll put it over. I listened to the album. It's really good. You'd be, it, you would be. It is good yourself to seriously consider purchasing this album it's worth it i love it agreed and no i didn't record it and no i didn't get paid to say that oh i was just gonna send you money finally yes <laughs> <laughs> but yes it is mine and uh first album since uh, my phoenix rain days what was it like 13 years ago i think right lou somewhere around there and uh 2000... yeah, 2007 i think yes because wow. uh, yes, we, we went to my Aaron and I, my wife and I went to your record release party, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I vaguely remember that. So next yeah. one come out twenty thirty four. Yeah, right. No, that band's done. <laughs> but uh, maybe with this band, but who knows? This might be the only release I do for the rest of my life. If if so, I'm happy with it, and it came out pretty cool. So that's yes. all that matters. Project Resurrect, let's keep it up. Phoenix Rain Ooh. is a project that will never be resurrected. <laughs> no, it will not be, sadly. Which is but, a shame, because I did love that band. But yeah, but that's all right. It happens, right? But um, Rod's review for life. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. And we can stay for life if you people please hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And mm -hmm. also, too, really trying to build up the, um, the uh, podcast versions. Because we're on mm -hmm. Spotify, iTunes, uh, Podbean is our main hub. Um, just look up Rats Out Review. We're all on different podcasts, and um, hit the subscribe button on there because uh, I, I really wanted this show to be a podcast. But since YouTube seems to be like the main thing that everybody keeps watching the show on, for what I don't know, I don't know why people want to look at us. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's lowbrow default. I guess so. <laughs> well, uh, it's also the only uh, exclusive area where you can find the cover songs that we've been doing. Well, that too. Yes, I was ah. going to get to that as well. Which has been getting a lot of positive responses, and we want to thank everybody for uh, mm -hmm. the love that you've shown for our covers of Atomic Punk and uh, Stradivarius' is Hunting High and Low. We really appreciate it. Thank you. There's yeah. more to come, I promise. It's unfortunately <laughs> the only thing that's holding it back. It's, uh, well, it's me. Because it's just no, me. It, it ain't just you. <laughs> it, it is me. Oh, it ain't just me. Well, in, no, my, case, in my case, I've been exacerbating the process because I just released my latest episode of Music is Life podcast. Uh, an episode that I shot three weeks ago with James Lilquist of Beyond Bushido. It took me that long to edit the fucking thing. Oh, I heard it was three hours long. I was just talking to James earlier today. Yes. <laughs> James is like the Energizer Bunny, ladies and gentlemen. He keeps going and going and going. And he tried to slip in some key words in there like Hassan Piker and Blue Pill. And I'm like, uh-uh. I get the final <laughs> word. My podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love you, James. You're oh, awesome. God. Thank you. Yeah, Had a blast. It was a very fun episode. I really enjoyed it. it and it, it was, was nice to hear James actually talk without uh, EA, you know, yelling over him or, or saying something over him. So you it mean was five very second fun. delay over him? Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Around him? Yeah. Although I, I still think that's James's fault. But probably. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll tell you, though, James is a great voice for radio. I mean, like, I think it would. Uh, I think it would benefit some uh, Knoxville, Tennessee radio stations to uh, give the boy a job. Seriously, he's good. Yeah, yeah, no, he's very good. Very entertaining guy to listen to. And he knows this stuff, too. I, I really didn't Definitely. know he, he, he listened to a lot of things that he did. So right, we'll have to have him back on the show at some point. Absolutely. Oh, well. <laughs> what? Put a time limit on him and you'll be fine. Oh, no. You know, I don't, I don't do time limits here. The show uh, goes on. The show must go on. We know. We just, <laughs> it's so over when so it's over. <laughs> All right, Yogi, let's do this. <laughs> oh, and then you need to know how to end a show. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I tried ending it for a half hour. I tried I ending it. Yeah, George, I'm listening to his podcast, and at yeah. the end, it's like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up or whatever. Like, like he said, a half hour later, they were still talking, still wrapping it up, <laughs> still wrapping it up. <laughs> it was the Irish goodbye, you know, that last two hours. And yes, I could say that I'm married to an Irish girl, so it's okay. Oh, and then I was waiting for him to say something about me because he talked about Greg, which all he said was true. But yes. then he, he brought me, but he didn't. But I don't know if you cut it out or just he just forgot to get to it. No, I had nothing to say about you in a negative light. So oh, I don't, negative or not negative, I don't care. I just want to know. He did it. I was making more <laughs> of the Wayne jokes than he was because 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 uh, he asked George. He asked me, you know, what have you been listening to? I said, well, whatever Wayne has me reviewing for the show, and he died laughing. That laugh actually lasted for about a good minute. I'm like, all right, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> truth to it, right? You know, <laughs> I am the boss. Uh, right. But anyway. right, Bruce, king shit on Turn Island, right there, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Saint Shithead. Let's do this. Yeah, it. but yeah, please go check out Music Is Life podcast. Uh, very fun show, and um, also subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel too. Uh, Music Is Life podcast on YouTube, and please subscribe to Timeless Once YouTube as well. Yes, please. Right? Yes. Um, so today uh, we had a guest coming on. I thought I kind of messed up the dates, and we're gonna do a um, a news show. Eh, you know what? It happens, George. It's okay. Okay. You know, I, I thought today was the twenty first. It's the fourteenth. And no, it's not <laughs> King Foley of deceased, ladies and gentlemen. He's just wearing the shirt because he's wearing it. Yeah, so. no, he is not coming on the show, unfortunately. Uh, I wish he was though. He was a very fun guy. But, oh, uh, great musician. Yeah, very cool, and. Uh, Greg turning me on to him was really cool too because I'm really not into that death metal type music, but um, I think he, he is. I don't really consider him like full on death metal. It's it's um, I, I can listen even, to it, you know. I wouldn't even call deceased death metal. They're more like a thrash metal band. And on October thirty one right, is like old school, like you know, true metal. So right, you know, yeah. we wouldn't really call it death. Well, that's what he calls it. Oh well, then yeah, okay. So I, I just I don't consider it death metal. Yeah. <laughs> So. What the fuck do I know? I didn't write the shit, so there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Deceased is a very cool band. But we're not talking about Deceased today, because there is not any Deceased news. But we're going to talk about just music news in general. And there's quite a bit of news lately. Nothing too exciting. But there's some uh, interesting things. Like, uh, I'll just start with this one. Anthrax is planning something special to celebrate their 40th anniversary. I did not realize Anthrax has been around for 40 years. I met those guys when I was you like... Did. Yeah, 22. I was working in a record store, and they did an in-store. Oh. Yeah. For what album? 
Do you remember? Oh, shit. Uh, uh, so let me think. Go ahead. We'll, uh, it, was we'll... about eight, it was about 87 or 89. It was back around then. So oh, it came so, out uh, then. So it was Among uh, the Living or State uh, of Euphoria? Uh, I think Among the Living. Okay. <laughs> Which is their seminal album. Yeah. According to their fan base. That's, everybody loves that album. I'm kind of, eh, that one's okay. I got to admit, I'm more partial to the John Bush era. I am too. I love the John Bush era. I don't think that gets enough credit. I'm not knocking like, Joey as a vocalist. I mean, great no, singer. Not at all. But I just thought sound, sound of White Noise meant the most to me out of all the Anthrax albums. Yeah. And that's what actually got me into Anthrax. I liked a couple of things Anthrax did before that album came out, but it never really hooked me to go buy stuff from them. But when I heard Only Come On, and I saw that video, I was just like, all right, I got to go get this Anthrax mm-hmm. album. Yeah. I've been an Anthrax fan ever since. But uh, what's that? I was going to say, we covered Antisocial when it was a new song. That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> when you're saying new, you mean new when Anthrax did it or when Trust wrote it? No, when Anthrax played the song. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one of your older bands? Yeah, no, time, well, it wasn't Timeless Haunt. Yeah, obviously, it wasn't Timeless Haunt. Yeah, was was that a, a Valian or whatever the hell the name of that band was, or was it a different? No, band? it was a band called Taz. Taz. Okay. Oh, I remember you talking about that one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I have original still for it. I'll send it to you just for shits and giggles. Oh, all right, cool. I like watching here definitely. Stuff. Yeah. I should I should put the, the one you sent me at the end of the show. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> What was the name of that? Uh, Bring Back Fire or something? Or is that Come Back with Fire. Come Back with Fire. <laughs> Who wrote Come that, by the way? Uh, the singer wrote the lyrics. I mean, the rest of us wrote the music. Yeah. My big poof s- hair. Yeah. Yeah, and you got no <laughs> beard. It doesn't even look like you. No, I'm tw- I, I couldn't grow a beard. I was 22. <laughs> it's very cool. Maybe I'll put it on the end of the show. Uh, or I'll put it right here. We'll be right back. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh <laughs> Uh, they're working on something big for June, maybe July, which is going to commemorate uh, their career, and we're putting that together now. Uh, it may be like a live stream thing, which kind of sucks. I don't want to know more live streams. Uh, and it's going to consist of a lot of songs, and a lot of songs that we've probably never played before. We wanted to make something special out of this, but yeah, look out for that announcement. We're just putting it together now. So that'll be pretty cool. I it would actually be pretty cool if they brought John Bush back. I don't know how good of uh, friends they are with John Bush. And um, what also would be kind of cool, and I, 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 pro- I know that they're probably not even friends with Neil Turbin anymore, but that would be very interesting they brought him back. Yeah, just that'll, to never <laughs> yeah. that'll never happen. That'll never happen. I doubt it. I don't think, I don't think, you know, I always comment that Steve Harris rules the roost when it comes to Maiden. It's definitely Scotty and ruling the roost for Anthrax. And, uh, yeah. I don't even think that John Bush has a problem with anthrax. Uh, I mean, considering that in L.A. before the pandemic hit, him and Charlie got up on stage and uh, played only together. So, you know, and uh, I'm not trying to cast disparaging comments on um, on Scott Ian, but um, I just. I think people know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay all right is. and if you don't know there's google <laughs> there is but it would be cool you know because like look at metallica when they did their uh anniversary thing they brought all these people up on stage and uh it was pretty cool to see all that you know and that, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see neil turbin just come back and sing one of the old songs or even um dan Lilker come back too you know and just play bass for a song or two 
Although it was cool that we got the uh, SOD covers over the uh, summer last year between Charlie, um, Scott, and Dan. That was great. I and did not I see think those. Mike Patton actually did speak English or die with them. Yeah, that's actually on the uh, Mr. Bungle album. Oh, very cool. Yeah, they did that on there. Yeah. Pretty cool. By the way, my buddy was at those Metallica shows, the one oh, the really? 30th anniversary, mm-hmm. and he said that the version of Four Horsemen with John Bush on vocals was the best he ever heard it. And having oh. watched it on YouTube, I have to agree with him. Yeah, I think so too. And actually, I think, didn't Anthrax do a cover of that? Or they did a Metallica song on They did uh, Phantom Lord. Phantom, all right. That's on the ECW uh, soundtrack, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. So and 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 John Bush was supposed to be, or he was thought about being the first uh, Metallica vocalist. So that would have been interesting if he would have joined the band. Considering how good he sounded on Four Horsemen, I think it would have been a perfect fit. Yeah, I think so too. Although you know James worked out anyway, but uh, yeah, it kind of worked out with James. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be the vocalist. He was just kind of holding it down until they uh, right, found somebody. Found somebody. Kind of like Phil Collins and Genesis. Yeah, yeah, Phil Collins and Genesis. Yeah, I'll do it for now. <laughs> yeah. And then they just stay. But hey, it worked out, you know, at the end. Yeah. Uh, organizer of Paul Diano's crowdfunding campaign does not know why Iron Maiden hasn't contributed to fundraising efforts. Um, I didn't even know about this fundraiser. What is this What's fundraiser for? Hip you know? replacement, I think. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, Castro Pergio, I can't pronounce that name. Uh, operations director of the Cart and Horse pub in Stratford, London, England, where Iron Maiden made its live debut in 1976, recently launched a crowdfunding campaign to help raise £20,000, or approximately $20,000, so former Iron Maiden vocals can undergo his long-delayed need surgery. Uh, They've so far only raised £86,000, or about 43% of the goal, from approximately... You mean mean $8,600? What did I say? Oh, I said eighty six thousand. I was like, oh, Sorry. they've exceeded it by four. Yeah. <laughs> they exceeded Seriously. it. Also They'll looking for fine. money. What a bunch of greedy! He uh, wants what are you bitching about? Carlos, <laughs> whose last name we can't pronounce. <laughs> he wants uh, uh, robotic knees. <laughs> wants to be Steve Austin. Six yeah, right. man. <laughs> but yes, eighty six, eight thousand six hundred pounds. Well, I mean, on what? Uh, is he on good terms with the members from Iron Maiden? Uh, they just kind of said, you're gone. We're just bringing Bruce in because we think he's better. And no, obviously it, Iron Maiden took off after that for the most part. But Maiden was taken off with Paul Diano. A lot of people failed to realize that. I mean, their first yeah. American tour was Killers. Then uh, that premiered on uh, on the Billboard Top. That was their first album to premiere on the Billboard Top 200 when it came out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were definitely on the upswing with Paul. Uh, whether Bruce took them into the stratosphere or whether, you know, it was a continuation of what came before it is up for debate. Um, sorry, I'm a huge Paul Diano fan and I will never discredit what he contributed to Maiden. But his reason for not being in the band was because apparently self-destructive behavior, not liking the route that they were going. And they decided it was best that they leave. And according to him... He was bought out of his uh, role and his rights for thirty thousand U.S. dollars at the time, which was a lot of money. Although he blew it all, but regardless, he does not get any royalties from Maiden, and basically, ah. in Maiden's eyes, they don't owe him anything. So they're not obligated to give money for his his hip replacement. It would be nice, but I agree. 
but they're really under no obligation. Right. No, not really. And and the guy who who started this whole campaign, uh, it says right here, uh, he hasn't even asked them, so they might not even know, you know. And I, I don't see how they that can could be. know, but but um, yeah, he he hasn't asked them. And actually, the guy who who uh, has started this campaign does talk to Steve Harris on occasion, but he goes through his friends or um, even Steve Harris's sister at times to talk to Steve, so he doesn't like go directly to Iron Maiden about anything. Which I don't know. Maybe he should. What's I don't really don't see any harm in it. But we don't know the dynamic, you know. Yeah. With how they're already, you know, dealing with each other. So yeah. you know, there might be some bad blood and acrimony after all these years. We don't know. It could possibly. And they're not obligated. I'm not obligated to treat all my ex band members' teeth. So <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. But they did help out, didn't they? Help out Clive Burr. I mean, I yeah, know they were uh, friendly with him. But... They played the first Clive aid. Yeah. And um, but no, I mean, from what I from what I gather, Paul is not on bad terms with Maiden. I mean, when Bruce had his uh, cancer scare, mm-hmm. uh, Paul wished him well publicly, mm-hmm. and you know, definitely no animosity from him. But as far as you know, why Maiden haven't um, contributed to his to his not, I don't want, not his charity, but his GoFundMe, well. Yeah, I mean, maybe they don't know about it. I mean, I, I'm sure that the guys don't look on the internet looking for, oh, I wonder how Paul Diano's doing. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. You never know. But somebody in the camp's got to know. So uh, maybe maybe at some point they'll come through and, and give something. We'll see what happens. Uh, Lou, you got any stories? Do I have any news stories? Um, I do. Uh, from blabbermouth.net, in case they wonder... Why, that you know, true. why we, haven't we credited them? Yes, that is true. We get a lot of the stories from Blabbermouth. I know there's other sites out there, but uh, Blabbermouth but, is just a place to go. But speaking of Maiden, there is a cool article that came out yesterday about their Legacy of the Beast game that is available on um, all uh, smartphone platforms. Mm. Iron Maiden's Legacy of the Beast announces in-game collaboration with Amon Amarth. Hmm. Iron Maiden's Legacy of the Beast free-to-play mobile game has announced its first-ever in-game band collaboration with Swedish meddlers Amon Amarth. Not Viking meddlers, because they always call them Viking meddlers. Yeah. Titled The Viking Invasion, the month-long event <laughs> takes its broad themes from Iron Maiden's song Invaders. No kidding. From 1982's The Number of the Beast album. Taking a page out of its own comic book, Legacy of the Beast created a new character and storyline, borrowing from Amon Amarth's latest album, The Berserker. After a spate of numerous murderous attacks on his village, a lone berserker vows revenge. I need some Conan the Barbarian music in, in the back. <laughs> vows revenge on the culprits who slaughtered his family. No stranger to battle, retribution, or revenge. Eddie, that's this guy. Hold on. Where is Up he? a little there he is. There he is. By the way, this is not an officially licensed maiden shirt. I got it from T Public. Fuck off. Uh <laughs> Iron Maiden's infamous mascot leads not only the Berserker, but also Norse god Freya. Hey Freya. Into battle against unrelenting waves of enemies to seek vengeance for the Berserker's fallen kin. Sounds so cool when you write it like that. Are are these random attacks or is something more sinister afoot? Find out when you meet the Berserker in the Viking Invasion Dungeon, launching April 13th, 2021. That's yesterday, by the time we're recording this, at 5 p.m. We're way past it. 
Say making fuck. Yeah. Did you say making fuck? <laughs> <laughs> An Iron Man legacy of the Beast mobile game. Wayne, thank you so much for livening up that news article. <laughs> I was falling is... asleep just listening to it. Oh, <clears throat> oh wait, his moment. Choke on the <clears throat> next act. That's <clears throat> it's that's that uh, Sprite Zero. George, yeah, take your take 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 one of your dental tools and just. Break it. Break yeah, it. let me go find some. Just give me a hammer and a pair of pliers. I'm good. I can use some teeth removed. But uh, has anybody ever played that game? I have. Yeah, do you like it? Yeah, it's good. It's just it ate up too much of my uh, space on my phone, so I had to remove it. Yeah. But it it was it was cool. It was, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think I, I only played it, it once, but it was all right. Yeah, yeah. when it first came out, I played a little bit. But uh, nothing to hold my interest. You ever play that game, George? Or do you have like a a flip phone? No, I have a real phone. No, I haven't played it. Have you tried Tool's new game? They have a game out. No, I haven't. (laughs) I'll put it on my list along with Pick a Favorite Tool album. (laughs) And you got Timeless Haunt on your phone? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, this is banned. I mean, you know. I know, but usually you have like a picture of the cat or something, or your girlfriend, or your wife, or your children. I got He's a picture got his... of base. What was that picture of your base that you sent me earlier? Was that uh, like what you're really going to do to it, or? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why? What are, you, what are you doing? Putting a new skin on the body? I'm going to get it repainted. Yeah. Well, oh, very cool. Because the Conklin base it only comes in two colors: that red one you've seen me play in a natural finish. So I'd like to mm. jazz it up a little bit. All right. I got that a guy cool. who's. Yeah, that'll look nice. I like the natural color, but you know, if you're getting sick of it, then go right ahead and do what you want. Well, I've got, I think, three of the red base, and I think I could take one and, oh, <laughs> you know, you jazz it up. Yeah, why not? Uh, you got a story from your area, George. I do. Let me turn to the computer here and read. We have Sebastian Bach of Skid Row, or ex-Skid Row, or whatever he's doing. He is to headline the Vocals for Vets this fall at the Schuylkill County Fairgrounds. You can find this on skooknews, S-K-O-O-K, news.com. A special fundraising event that will benefit homeless veterans will take place at the Schuylkill County Fairgrounds this fall. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> anyway, he's going to be the headliner. It will uh, be on uh, October 16th, 2021. Oh, well, that's a ways away. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's this fall. Yeah. At the Schuylkill County uh, Fairgrounds in Summit Station near Schuylkill Haven, which is right behind me. So. Oh, really? Let's, oh, that's cool. Let's go, just... Mother Truckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you can just sit out in the backyard and hear him play. Probably. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe the well, old timeless haunt open up. Oh, you should. I should, uh, I should work on this. Maybe Project Resurrect too. Well, they're not. There's no band. Um, Can't maybe you just one day... play along to a track? It'd just be yeah, it'd just play. be me up there playing. <laughs> For the backing, the entire band is a backing track. That'd be a good idea. Well, George, knowing Wayne, you'd probably get you on bass and me on guitar. Yeah, I was gonna so. say we could do that, Pretty right? Much. It would work. Singer. It could work. Um, is there other you, bands playing there too? You said he's the headliner. They said there are going to be other bands, but it doesn't list anyone. Oh, nothing else. announced yet. All right. No. Just thinking, so it's probably just great. local, you know, local whatevers. Yeah. So how is Pennsylvania doing? Since they're that's already being booked for a fall. I mean, are things opening up over there, or what's going on? I think it's starting to open up some, yeah. But it seems also we have a virus surge going on, so who knows what oh, what's going to happen this fall? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Because I just I just heard Detroit now they're they're gonna go on shutdown again because uh, it's getting like really bad there. Yeah. Well, and they pulled the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, or at least they suspended oh, yeah. giving it because they've had what six women who have mm. developed clotting two yeah. to three weeks post vaccination. So. Yeah. I did not understand the purpose in getting the Johnson and Johnson. First of all, the percentage of its uh, uh, success in uh, helping the person who gets it from the coronavirus is like sixty-four percent. I mean, mm. at least the Pfizer has more of a ninety-three percent chance. But then they after the second uh, dose, right? Yeah, it's only but then about they, fifty-six with the first. But then they bring up the fact that each of the viruses—the one from Pfizer, the one from uh, Moderna, and the one from Johnson and Johnson fought different strands, and it's like, why would you, why, why wouldn't you give one to try to fight all the strands then? And right. you know, well, where's the mutates. data of the strands? They mutate. That's how a virus, you know, continues to exist. That's why well, we still have flu. That's why we still get the common cold because the virus changes, if you will, so mm-hmm. that uh, you know it can infect you and your immune system doesn't recognize it. Well, I've had the flu and I've had the COVID, and uh, I'm happy to get the vaccination, but I'm only speaking for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the vaccination basically uh, protects you, for the most part, against that original strain. Mm. And you might get some cross uh, you know, immunization to some of the other strains, but it depends how much that strain differentiates from that original strain. Yeah. You know, George is offering the most intelligent, opinionated responses about this, and it helps that he is in the medical profession. <laughs> I was going to say, does. he's a doctor. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I just sound like I know what I'm talking about, Wayne. Although, are dentists really doctors? Yeah, we They're are. They're not chiropractors, Wayne. How dare you? <laughs> I'm a doctor, and everybody loves me when you hurt like a bitch, and I get you out of pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is, that is it's Novocaine true. for the soul. <laughs> it is. It is. But, uh, I mean, I, I have been too worried about the – I mean, I stay away from everybody. You know, I don't go anywhere anyway in general. But uh, now at my job, uh, two people had it. One of the mm. girls just came back now. And then another guy, his wife got it last week. So now he's out because, you know, he's got kids, so he's got to stay home with the kids and everything. And this is the second time because his kid got it like a couple months ago or apparently oh, got it. He got the, she got yeah. the positive, but she might have got a false positive. So mm-hmm. he stayed home for two weeks with or that. Or a different now, strand. Or a different strand. I don't know. It's so freaking, uh, very confusing, this whole thing. And it doesn't it's, want to go away. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Well, think about the 1919 flu. I mean, it lasted, it, it peaked, and then it kind of hung around for a couple of years, and then mm-hmm. it just abated to where it was a manageable disease. And mm-hmm. the 1919 flu still exists today. Right. We just right. don't, you know, it just doesn't hit us like not- a pandemic. Right, so probably the same thing will happen with this stuff. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon, because yeah. D. Snyder would love to reunite with Twisted Sister for an appearance on Jimmy Fallon or at a charity event. I thought they were done. AJ Pirro's done. He's well, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that that's a funny thing. I mean, he's an awesome drummer, but uh, they were supposed to be done because he is dead, and um, they had Mike Portnoy fill in on their tour for a while, and that was supposed to be it. <laughs> I'm sure that was challenging for Mike Portnoy to have to learn Twisted Sister songs. <laughs> Actually, he said it was because he's so, he, you know, how he plays. He's, he's, he's all over the place. He plays well, progressive like music. Right. So I can imagine how it is. You know. What well, Wayne I, is explaining is that he's used to playing like playing a hot mess over his drums. Yeah. So it's right. tougher for him to play a steady beat. I got to do yeah. this. Shit. Yeah. John's <laughs> so, the same way. Yeah. 
He can play four just... four, and he's like, "What am I? What now?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't play Dream to the song for anything. But um, yeah, so in a brand new interview with uh, what the hell is this lip service with Scott Lips? I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, no relation not... to Lips from Anvil. No, because this has no. two. P's and lips. Uh, he was asked, uh, D. Snyder, if uh, Twisted Sister will ever play again, and nearly five years after the band completed its farewell tour, uh, and D. Snyder responded, we've been on, a same, on the same page with this. I would absolutely reunite with the guys for a song or two at, for a charity or for a moment. If uh, Jimmy Fallon called up and said he's a big Twisted Sister fan, hey, would you guys come on my show? And do a Christmas song or whatever. I would love to go out and do ninety minutes a set uh, or a two-hour set at Twisted Sister again. I don't see that happening. Uh, you could I, drum right. with them, Wayne. I could. I, I could drum maybe a song or two. I, I, I know the Twisted Sister songs fairly well. But um, you're in New York. I am. I'm right here. See? And actually, D? D, D Snyder lives about maybe uh, twenty twenty-five minutes from me. Go knock so on his not... door. I should. I know where he lives. You should know. You should. D. It's me. It's Wayne. <laughs> actually, a friend, I, a guy I used to be friends with. He was when he was doing um, heating and air conditioning. He mm-hmm. was actually working on Dee's house. How cool! Yeah. And then a friend of mine, we went to a, um, a Chinese buffet years ago, and uh, Dee Snyder was actually in a Chinese buffet. Sweet. <laughs> and the only reason why we knew him, noticed him, because he had that big blonde hair. So I was like, yeah. oh, "Is Dee Snyder getting Chinese food?" So that was cool. <laughs> But uh, he also said, I'm, a pretty, uh, I'm getting a pretty great response uh, with his solo uh, album. And he broke into the top 20 with uh, his last solo album, For the Love of Metal, which shocked the hell out of Taylor Swift and Kanye West. I don't know what the <laughs> hell that means. Uh, what's the old white guys? Oh, okay. What's the old white guys doing up here? And uh, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, people like the record, which is cool. I never really listened to the record. Um, I'm kind of a little bit disappointed with that, that he doesn't really write any of the songs. He's got like songwriters doing it for him because he used to write all the Twisted Sister stuff. So so much so that none of the past band members collect royalties on that. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the issues they had in the band. Right. Steve's getting all this money. Yeah, so Steve, who's Steve? Me? I said D. Yeah. Oh, you said Steve. No, he said no. cause D. It Be- sounded like you said cause Steve. That's what oh, it Because like. D, let me enunciate for you. He <laughs> must have went to Greek for a minute there. Yeah. Wayne, there's two of us and one of you. Shout out. Wayne, I'm who's D? Ooh. Oh, you Malaka. You Malaka, you. Imana <laughs> Sutroipuli. Oh, I don't know what that means. Well, I would hope so. That's how we got born. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, so, are you guys for or, or against if Twisted Sister wants to do another uh, little thing here or there? Uh, why not? <laughs> if they want mm-hmm. to, just just don't cheese it up. That's all. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's just the fact that it. they ended when when AJ died, and they said that was it, and then they finished up that tour. With Mike Portnoy, that should be it. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, let them do it, but I wouldn't go see it because, as far as I'm concerned, I did see Twisted Sister on their farewell when they played uh, in outside of the Fox News building. Hmm. So I saw oh. that. I was like, okay, farewell, Twisted Sister. And if they do reunite, well, you know, good for them and good for the fans who want to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll stay home. <laughs> I don't begrudge them if they want to do it. No, definitely not. No, not at all. But uh, you know, just don't don't go. It doesn't look like they're going to do it anyway. But don't do no uh, full fledged tours or anything. 
especially if you're not going to put out no music. And that also goes for you too, Kiss, because you guys just seem to want to not put out anything new. Well, Except for a Soul Station. Milk. You yeah. mean Paul Stanley? <laughs> Paul Stanley. Soul Station. Soul Station. <laughs> God. That was you, Ralph. Yes, yeah, not Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to fill it. in the Ralph Vieira's shoes here with the, uh, with the news stories, but. Uh... Hold on. Schmack him a gob there. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's a guy that uh, I know a little bit about uh, Timo Toki. His uh, new Who the album. Hell is for... that? Uh, some guy he plays kidding. guitar. He was in uh, Stradivarius. Um, we were actually going to do a show with him tonight, but he fell ill. So maybe next I'm week. here. You're here. You know what? You're the next best. Uh, next, next best. The, next bitch. Okay. Yeah, you're the next <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but Timo Toki's Avalon announces a new album for the album called Enigma Birth, featuring James Labrie, Fab- Fabio Leone, and um, it was actually he put out a video. Oh yeah, uh, actually this guy was pretty cool. Rafael Mendez. Uh, he's an upcoming Brazilian vocalist. From, I saw like, that. Yeah, he's, he's from a band good. called Icon of Sin. He sounds, if you look him up, he sounds a lot like uh, Bruce Dickinson, almost Agreed. like a clone. But he's yeah. very, very good. Uh, let's see. Uh, over the past year, Timo started working on songs and once again connected with Aldo, La, I can't pronounce this, La, Lano, Lano Beale? Aldo Nova? No, just kidding. He's from the band Secret uh, Sphere, Arch and Angel, and Sweet Oblivion uh, to create new music for the album. The new record, Enigma Birth, as with previous Avalon albums, features an absolutely awesome cast of vocalists, including James Labrie from Dream Theater, Jake E. X. Amaranth, and Syra. Uh, Cy- I don't know what that is either. Marina La Torres. Uh, Phantom Elite and Exit Eden. I have no idea who half of these people are. Brittany Slays, Unleash the Archers. I know who that is. Uh, Raphael Mendez, the guy I just mentioned. Fabio Leone from Rhapsody, Angra, and Eternal Idol, which is actually a pretty good band. Um, Katarina Nix, Chaos Magic. Timo has worked with her a few times. And uh, YouTube vocal star. Oh, that's cool. Pelic. He's a very good vocalist, too. I like how he sings, and he will fit in that very, very well. So that is coming out. When did I say it was coming out? June eighteenth, and there is a video up now of that one song. Uh, I like it. I, I think it sounds really cool. That's gonna be on Frontiers Records, right? It will be on Frontiers Records. I'm not sure if it's the last one because Timo had some issues with Frontiers Records. Uh, I'm not gonna go into full detail. If you want to go watch the Timo Toki podcast, he goes into that for a little while. But um, I think he made up and made friends with them again. So uh, maybe he'll have more Avalon albums to come. But. Good luck, Timo, for that, and hopefully to get him on the show soon, hopefully next mm-hmm. week. And feel better. Yes. And feel better, yes. Uh, oh, I wish I would have saw this story before, but Lou, uh, you, you brought me to this one. Uh, another Twisted Sister-related thing. D. Snyder believes that cancel culture, cancel culture is a form of censorship. Uh, yeah, I just have yeah. to find it because I don't have it pulled up. Um, it is. Well, it I, is. Yes, uh, as everyone knows, Dee Snyder was one of the three musicians, along with Frank Zappa and John Denver, John Denver. of all people, mm-hmm. to speak I that. at Congress in regards to the Parents Music Resource Center from putting the labels on records, as we saw for the better part of 15, 20 years, to keep, to keep kids from... <laughs> To keep kids from uh, purchasing <laughs> records that might be offensive 
or immoral. And where the hell is this D. Snyder story? Hold on a second. I just got to use the search engine. Hold on. News. Uh, well, you read half of it. Uh, he just he basically I, I, says... I didn't read half of it. That actually came from memory. Oh, no, no. Impressive. I said you read. All right. All right. Thank you. But he says it is censorship, and censorship has changed quite a bit. I mean, you go to when I was in Washington testifying. By the way, it was a bipartisan effort. It was the Democrats and the Republicans who were joined together in putting a leash on rock and roll. But it was definitely a conservative, conservative attitude. It was more a conservative attitude wanting to censor music. Now, censorship uh, still exists, but it's gone from the right more to the left. Where in this PC uh, world where... We have to be careful about what we say and who we offend, and it's all very odd. It's all very an odd. It's all an odd. Oh my god! You'll and be it's okay, a man. very odd thing. I will be. I think Hook it's the phonics. Uh, it's no, it's the aspartame and the uh, the uh, Sprite Zero. Sure, it is. <laughs> it's getting to my brain. But uh, he continued. He's been working on lyrics for a new album, "Leave a Scar." which comes out in July, and I found myself questioning metaphors I was using. Metaphors. I mean, where is art without metaphor? Where is lyrical and writing without metaphor? Yet I was going, can I say this? Can I say this? Uh, I have a song called In For The Kill, and it has all these metaphorical lines. Fire at will, I'm in for the kill, and I was talking about going for it. Just going for it, yet here I was censoring myself lyrically because of the current state of things. And I, I think he's totally on point with this because... What the hell can you say nowadays? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, considering that this is the guy who was in trouble for writing the song Under the Blade, because apparently Tipper Gore was the one that said that it was mm-hmm. about killing someone, and George, you'd find this interesting. He actually said he wrote about going to his dentist's office and yes. being <laughs> under the blade. Under now, the blade. I, don't know, I don't know if he was trolling Tipper Gore and Al Gore and everyone in Congress at the time, but I thought that was genius for him to twist it around and saying the only reason why you think it's about killing someone is because you're the one with a twisted mind, which I think insulted her and Al Gore being, no, that's my wife. You don't insult her like that. I'm serial. Uh, (laughs) When did he get his teeth filed? Remember when he had him at points? Right around that time. Right around that time, yeah. You know, um, I think... I think what D did, though, back in 85, you know, championing um, free art, you know, free speech and, you know, art as meant by the artist. I think that he should definitely be championed for that. Sure. And he's he's right, because, you know, you know, it's funny. Even Dave Lombardo recently said that because of today's cancel culture and the Internet culture, who would know if a band like Slayer would have been as successful Maybe notorious, but we don't know if they would have been as successful because they just built they built their following on on their backs on the road. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's it's crazy. Um, Here's the thing I actually just found about uh, it says right here what have the artist said about uh, Under the Blade, the uh, Twisted Sister song. The song was written about my guitar player Eddie Ojeda. Uh, he was having problems removed from his throat, and he was very fearful of this operation. And I said, Eddie, while you're while you are in the hospital, I'm going to write a song for you. I said it was about the fear of operations. Uh, I think people imagine being helpless on a table, the bright light in their face, the blade coming down on them, and being totally afraid that they may wake up. Who knows? Dead, handicapped. Uh, there is a certain feel of hospitals. Um, that is what in that is what in my imagination, what I see in hospitals like. D. Snyder. So it's not about dentists. 
Oh. Close enough. <laughs> it sounded good, though, Lou. It sounded good. And it's it's in the mouth, so it's close enough. That's true. It's close. You're, you're right. Well, I just want to tell one thing to the cancel culture. In no way, and it's not what you think I'm going to say. Not the same thing I would say to the Rock and Roll fan, but I would say this. Looking for a city. Here we go. Pick your battles. <laughs> Pick your battles. Instead of going out and canceling freaking cartoons like Pepe Le Pew and, uh, you know, uh, stuff you know music that might be of doctors and music that might be of an extreme nature go after the things that need to be removed from society you know like crime or like you know uh, people who uh, make us fear for our kids safeties you know like that's what needs to be canceled not fucking entertainment yeah if you don't like it don't watch it yeah and whatever happened to that we do like it exactly you can't you can't force people to you know, fall under your your what you but you know want things to be like. You know, everybody has to have their own likes and dislikes. And... Who are you to decide our morality? You pricks! Exactly. Yeah, bastards, douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my mouse died. Oh no, it didn't. Uh, speaking of things that people would want out of uh, society, this is a good thing to not want near you. Sammy uh, Hagar. <laughs> you want me to go to that story next? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm, 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 I'm Josh. Don't worry. <laughs> no, but this one, this one is serious, and and yeah, this is this this sucks to hear. And I heard this from a friend of mine, Johnny Pe- uh, Peterson. Like I don't know if I keep saying his name correctly or wrong. I don't know, but uh, he actually used to uh, know this person. I guess kind of personally, he would hang out with him. I guess once in a while. But uh, ex Sabaton guitarist Rickard Sundin convicted of child molestation and possessing child pornography. Uh, when did this happen? He's a founding member of Sabaton and has been convicted of sexual abuse of an eight-year-old girl and possession of pornography. Uh, he played in the band from 99 to 2012 and was found guilty of abusing his daughter's friend while she stayed at their house overnight. You, sir, are a piece of shit. Yeah. I have yeah. one word. Die. Right. Yeah. Uh, she told her own mother a month, a month later after this happened, I guess, before delivering a testimony to police, uh, the legal team unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully tried to argue that the guitarist had not touched a young girl and the contact was in fact made by his own daughter. Uh, he admitted watching the child pornography, but insisted that he had not downloaded the files in the first place. And the Swedish court found him guilty of one count of child sex abuse and six counts of possession of child pornography. He has been sentenced to nine months in prison and damages totaling 53,400 SEK. Uh, Swedish Swedish, uh, currency. Um, I don't even know what the regulations is for age of consent in Europe, but I heard that they get away with a lot more in Europe. Eight years old. No, that's disgusting. I mean, it's 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 abhorrible. Absolutely. And then if he didn't download the porn, then why didn't he get rid of it? You know? I just... That don't seem right to me. I, Had to I get remember, on his computer somewhere, somehow. I remember um, an interesting story that Pete Townsend, when he was doing research for his autobiography, mm. actually downloaded... Um, those kinds of videos to see if to, it would trigger a memory for him if he was molested in any way, and then he got arrested for it. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, I don't know, Pete. I mean, could you just speak to a psychologist about that? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, you would think so, but no, he's not that smart, apparently. Uh, since you mentioned him, Sammy Hart. Ugh, oh, my God. Let me start that Exactly. Over. I agree. <sighs> Looking for a city. Sammy Hagar says he would have been embarrassed if Van Halen had changed name uh, to Van Hagar after he joined. Why would they even? Why would they even entertain that? <laughs> that was just one of those things people were calling him to differentiate between the two uh... bands. Is this an onion post? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I really. need to ad- Let's address the elephant in the room. Here it if is. Fucking Sammy Hagar wasn't talking about Van Halen. Every time he was doing a fucking interview, he'd have nothing to fucking talk about. Oh, he had God. a decent solo career, and he was with Montrose beforehand, so he wasn't a nobody when he joined That's them. the only yeah. thing he did I liked was the first Montrose album. Yeah. I never even heard the first and, Marcos and, album. You know, Van Halen became sort of a different band when he came on board. It wasn't the Gary Sharon experiment, which was you're going to sound like you know Sammy Hagar, and that was a total mm. disaster. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll take the Gary Sharon era because at least they were performing Dave songs. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Well, they became a different band when they had Sammy in. It was almost like a new band. Yes, and, and there's a lot only... of commercial success. Define commercial success because let me explain. Sold this. a shitload of albums. You know, got a lot of radio play. Big tours. It's a fact, and you can look this up on RIAA, that all the Van Hagar albums combined still couldn't outsell both Van Halen 1 and 1984. The okay. only reason why they, why he makes his biggest think about it is because, yes, they had four number one albums in a row. But guess who else had a number one album? William Hung from American Idol. Okay, number one albums don't mean jack shit. <laughs> Still, he did. They did sell a lot of albums, but I, I really they only like it, right? But I, I only really like two, maybe, uh, maybe three Sammy Hagar albums. See, I didn't compare. I didn't sit there and compare the Dave Van Halen and the Sammy Van Halen. I just was like, yeah, you know, if I like the song, great. I don't really give a shit. To me, it was almost like two different bands. So, mm. you know. see, here's the thing: I can take all six Dave era albums and listen to them all from start to finish. If you Mm -hmm. give me all four Sammy songs, I could take the best songs from those albums and make one decent album. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. (laughs) I will agree with you with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sammy Hagar's out of his mind. Yeah. He's just trying to get in the news. You know, what is he actually doing lately? Like, uh, he plays with, uh, the circle. Yeah. Okay. Michael Anthony and, Chan Smith and what happened with Chicken Foot? Uh, well, I mean, Chad's main band is the Chili Peppers, and they were very active for most right. of uh, the twenty twenty tens. So Chicken Foot was kind of uh, dormant for a while. So they he's, still his, uh, he's still making his. He's still making his his Stuff rum, I think, not tequila. Did he right? sell it? No, he okay. sold the tequila. Yeah, mm. he sold the tequila. Now he's um, he he does rum. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, back to some interesting news: Black Sabbath Super Deluxe Edition of Sabotage, due in June. Now, I have not bought any of these box sets. Um, I'm a Black Sabbath fan, but not that big of a Black Sabbath fan to be buying these deluxe editions. But they seem pretty cool. And I know I know you're a huge fan of Black Sabbath, Lou. My favorite band of all time all time are you going to be buying this quite possibly um the deluxe editions of well even not just the uh the ozzy era but the dio era actually gives you live tracks from concerts that they performed 
um, for those respective tours. Uh, I mean, eventually I would love to maybe uh, own in my collection all the deluxe editions, but it's just a matter of having the financial means to do it. And, you know, and I already own those albums on CD. So it's like if I were to buy them, it would probably be like, you know, as a treat for myself. Right. Um, But I would definitely recommend to anyone who doesn't own them, get them. Because, well, Sabotage is of the Ozzy era Black Sabbath. I always interchange it with Volume 4 as far as my favorite Sabbath album. So, you know, if you want Sabbath at its apex with Ozzy, definitely get Sabotage. What about you, uh, George? Do you like uh, Black Sabbath? I do like Sabbath. I don't have a favorite album. (laughs) It's true. I don't. (laughs) You don't? Favorite Black Sabbath song? Uh, I have it in hell. Into the Void for me. Into the Void. I don't think I have a favorite Black Sabbath song. I like the song Black Sabbath a lot. I can listen to that one a lot without getting sick of it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just love, I love that intro, to that song. I always took you as a No Stranger to Love fan. <sighs> no Stranger to Love. I don't even know what that's on. Uh, seventh Star with oh. uh, Glenn Hughes. Oh, all right, yeah. You know, the Sabbath album that was supposedly not meant to be a Sabbath album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have that on vinyl, actually. Well, that's right. Didn't the record label tell them they need to use the Sabbath name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it was supposed it was to be just, an, Io- an Iomi album, I think, and then they said, nah, put Sabbath featuring Tony Iomi. But, yeah. you know, there was a video by Razorfist where he debunked the theory that it was meant to be an Iomi solo album because right before the album was recorded, Iomi pursued uh, the legal rights to the trademark of Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So why would he release it as a solo album if he had no intention of buying the name? Right. It's an interesting theory. That... But uh, what's going to be in this box set is the original album, Remastered, the North American Tour Live 1975, um, and then another Disc 3 is North American Tour 75, and then a single edit of Am I Going Insane, uh, Hole in the Sky, an original album remaster. Oh, that's the LP. There's LPs in the LP version. Yeah. So it's a lot of cool stuff in this box set, but uh, I, I got the other box set that has all this stuff in it, so... I don't need all these extras. I don't really care about the live stuff. But it's still cool. I'm sure it sounds really good, though. Uh, destruction signs. Wide world deal with Napalm Records. Fans of Destruction here. I, George, I imagine you're not a fan of Destruction. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, you a fan of Destruction? I like them. Matt Butcher is a, uh, is a favorite. So. I think that's a good one. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a, not a huge, huge Destruction fan. I remember when I first got into them, um, I wasn't really into this style of music, but uh, mm-hmm. it was one of the cassettes that I found at a yard sale one day. I just bought it just because I knew the name of it, and uh, I became a fan ever since. I love that that first EP. It's just, it's, it's just really good. They're technically one know. of, they're technically one of the big three of German thrash, right? Them, yeah. Sodom, and Creator. Them, Sodom, and Creator, and, and actually, I think. Tankard's in there at some point too. The big okay. four, yeah. but they're super excited to join Napalm family uh, because uh, they have been a fan of the label and their philosophy for a long time. 
they followed their impressive history uh, and great work for many years and have recommended Napalm Records to their other bands and friends before. So now it was finally time for us to move on and be part of their roster of fantastic artists. A strong and fresh partner for these crucial years of our career is an important step for us. Um, their new drummer is really, really good, too. Um, yeah, because over the years, I mean, like in the beginning of their career, they were very sloppy. I mean, because all, all those type bands were just very sloppy players, and as they went on, they got to be, you know, they honed their craft. But the the band, the lineup that he has now, I think they're, they're really good. And uh, they've been doing a lot of, um, like, re-recorded uh, songs from, like, their old catalog and stuff. And they do a really good job on them. I think they're really good. Uh, Lou, you got another story? I know we're gonna... I do, but before I do that, I want to just say that Napalm's been really killing it. I mean, they got you know, Sunny mm-hmm. Destruction, and you know, right now their biggest band is probably Ginger from mm-hmm. Ukraine, uh, who I really like a lot, and uh, they also have Alter Bridge. So that's interesting that Napalm is a label that has thrash metal, uh, whatever you want to call it, Ginger, and Alter Bridge. You know, and it, it's funny though because. That was technically supposed to be the label that was supposed to release the newest Typo Negative album. Mm. Um, Typo had just signed with Napalm right before Pete Steele passed away. And at the day that we're recording this, April 14, 2021, it's the 11-year anniversary of the passing of Peter Steele. So rest in peace, Peter Steele. Hope you're having a great time up in Vinland. I hope so. Um Oh yeah, I think uh, I, I probably mentioned this before too. When the last show I think they played in New York City, I saw with Typo, and I think was he died a... two days later. The last show in New York that they did was at the Best Buy Theater around Halloween. Yeah. Because yep. their last concert ever was at Harpo's in Detroit. In All right, November that one I didn't see, but the Halloween one I saw. Yeah. Okay, and then he passed away in April. Um, I lament that I never got to see them or Carnivore, but you know. We have the music, so I'm happy about that. That's all we need. Yeah. So speaking of the music, Ross the Boss was recently quoted as saying, if people are not paying for music, the artists are just going to give up. Mm. Former, former Man of War guitarist Ross the Boss Friedman has urged music fans to support their favorite bands by purchasing their product. Friedman, a founding member of Man of War and the Dictators, whose influence in heavy metal and punk is noticeable to this day, Address musicians' struggle to survive in a new interview with Rocking with Jam Man. He said, if people continually are not paying for music, the artists are just going to give up and not make any more music. Because we have to make livelihoods, we have to pay our bills, we have to be able to tour, we have to be able to go around. So if you continue to steal, we're not going to make music anymore. It's just not going to be worth it. I know a lot of people will feel that way. So buy the band stuff, I'm telling you. Otherwise, you're going to wake up one day and there's not going to be any music. It's mm. not that much money. So if it's $20 for a CD or something like that or a T-shirt, it helps. Every bid helps. I agree with Ross the Boss. And all I'm going to say this. For bands like George, who, uh, George's band, Timeless Haunt, who everything comes out of their pocket when it comes to recording their music, producing their albums, the artwork, the packaging, the merchandise, they pay for everything so these bands pay for everything out of their own pocket it doesn't kill you to take 20 bucks out of your wallet to say hey here's 20 bucks for a shirt thank you for your uh, for your efforts here's 20 dollars for a cd thank you for your efforts give the artist something to be happy about it and proud about of what they created because guess what they don't have the funds to do it 
They won't have anything to create, and you'll have nothing to listen to except the usual top 40 bullshit that you hear on a daily basis. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And well said. Well said. Thank you. And also, it's true. If if you want to chip in at projectresurrect.bandcamp.com and pre order the new album, or if you want to send me some money at openyourlife at aol.com, O P E N U R L I F E, I will send you a copy of the CD. Nice segue. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's true though. I mean, we make music, we play music because we love to do it, and but there is a cost associated with it. Uh, guess who's back? Come here, fake. Yeah, and we can't sell timeless haunt CDs if people right. don't give us the money or mm-hmm. give George the money to make them. And these they're things don't cost, uh, you know, they're, they're a lot of money. They're, they're not cheap. No, they're not so, cheap at all. Yeah, so. studio time's not cheap. And uh, you know, packaging and, and, and pressing these CDs and cheap, and like Lou said, all the merchandise, and, and people don't realize the time you spend honing your craft on your instrument, practicing, writing the stuff. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this. It is, and it's more than just a hobby for some people. So, mm-hmm. and plus, don't forget, as musicians, we're a lot smarter because now we know to buy our own publishing if we're self-released. And copyright our own music. This way, we own the rights to the music that we create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of that is costly. Very costly. It is. It's very costly. Uh, what else was like? Oh, with uh, Ross the Boss too. Uh, the band that he's doing, Death Dealer. They do not. I, I know the first album, or maybe the second album, might be on like streaming. But uh, I know because uh, uh, Sean Peck, the vocalist Peck. for yeah for Cage and uh, you know tons of other bands. But uh, he refuses to put the music out on streaming because he wants people to buy the actual albums because you only get so much with sales for Spotify. You know, it's it's the amount of plays that you need to actually make a living from Spotify is is, is ridiculous. It's exponential. It's it's scientific notation. Yeah. (laughs) The only guy making money is the guy who owns Spotify, which is not right. And he came out with some uh, some bullshit quote in in the media where he's saying that. These heritage acts or these acts who don't uh, rely on Spotify for their sales or something to that avail, that there's something wrong with them, not with the Spotify system. I'm just like, mm-hmm. fuck you, buddy. What are you talking about? You're oh, running that's... it. You're running your business the way the friggin' Motown deals were, where people would get a percentage of a point yeah. of, of, of the sale of one album, even less than. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? If... <laughs> I, I realize Spotify is a, a carrier of Ratsaw Review, and we appreciate that. And I mean, it's not like, I mean, for us, this is a labor of love that we would hope that we can monetize on one day, but we're not at that point yet. But that's okay because we're still going to come out with good content. But I mean, you know, if I was an artist, I, I'd probably feel the same way that he would too. I mean, I'm not sure if Apple Music pays more than Spotify does, but. You know, fuck that guy. Seriously. I don't think it's much more. You know who else is on Spotify? Or will be on Spotify? Project Resurrect. I but have no you, idea. If you don't want to go on Spotify or, or even Apple Music, you can go to projectresurrect.bandcamp.com and buy yourself the digital copy of the album. It's I also on we, Amazon as well. I think we as musicians understand how Spotify works and we accept it for what it is, but when All he right. comes out with his, his convoluted horse shit to try and validate in his own mind... It's like, dude, just shut up. Mm. And the you know? other thing, too, the sound quality is total garbage. Total garbage. Spotify? Spotify. Anything streaming is just garbage. I, there was somebody in the, um, one of the, the group chats uh, a couple of days ago wanted to listen to the new Cheap Trick album. 
they put it on streaming and it sounded like total garbage. You couldn't even listen to it and had to go buy the CD. Problem is everything is made for that format because right. everything sounds compressed to shit right now. It's insane. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's terrible. There's, 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 no, there's no room for the instruments to breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. if you go listen to like the older songs and like older albums, you hear all this like wishy-washy sound because the, the files are just so compressed. It's just, uh, it's just garbage. Total garbage. So always yeah. buy CDs, always buy the records and support the artists. Right, George? Yeah, absolutely. See, that. even though Lou buys bootlegs, he's still pre- he's still, he's still supporting the artists. The artists. That's right. <laughs> well, t- technically, these are these are not bootlegs. These were on Discogs, and Discogs does not do bootlegs. Mm, technically. technically, they don't. Which 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 sucks. I, I think the, some of those Russian pressings are kind of really not bootlegs, you know. Or if they are, they're really one is. done fairly well. <laughs> uh, you know might have I'm... one or two up in that wall there right Wayne no I, I definitely do I have, I have quite a few <laughs> I was uh, looking for something else one funny thing I want to mention I'm a huge fan of the movie The Wraith from 1986 with Charlie Sheen and Randy Quaid and I've been looking for the soundtrack everywhere and I did find it however I did not realize that what? a lot of the artists on here do not sing the songs that are advertised so this is obviously a bootleg copy Oh, oh wow! That's, that's okay because right, the, the quality of the uh, hold on, the quality of the songs on this is actually pretty good, so I can't complain. It's all that matters, as long as this, the songs are there. Um, here's a band that's going to have an album not bootlegged. Flotsam and Jetsam released music video for new single "Burn the Sky." Any fans of Flotsam and Jetsam? They're still yes. around. They are still around. Wow. Still around. One thing that always bothered me about them, they started out as thrash, then they went to yeah. almost uh, like a, a hard rock, maybe kind of grunge type period. Then they went to like this hardcore period. Then they went to like kind of soft, and now they're back into thrash again, which is good. And a lot of people are really loving this version of the band, which I think they should just stay this way and end this way, and uh, everything will be fine. Well, they I got watched Jason the video Bitter again. in the band now, so, you know. Jason, really? Jason Bittner's in. Oh, is it, or is he in Overkill now? Overkill. Oh, I apologize. He was in Flotsam and Jetsam, so that probably is what brought them back to their thrash roots. It's very possible. Ken Mary is now the drums, who was also the drummer from Fifth Angel. That's right. We did that show a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard the song, but I'm going to watch it soon. Uh, I'm a huge Flotsam and Jetsam fan. I love Flotsam and Jetsam. And the last album was really, really good. We did a review of that as well when that came out. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait until this comes out. When is it? When does it come out? It's going to be called Blood in the Water. Did I say when it was going to come out? I forgot what I just read. Oh, June 4th. So not too far away. Is Eric A.K. still like the only original member left? Uh, Michael Gilbert is also ah, still there. Okay. So I think it's just them two. But yeah, there's always a revolving door in this band, but uh, at least they still stay together and they're staying thrash. And uh, can't go wrong with Flotsam and Jetsam. Even some of that hardcore-ish type uh, albums that they had there for a while, I like some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can't say I have a, like a really uh, bad album from them, except for maybe High. That one's kind of iffy. Mm. Uh, here's one that you found earlier. I don't remember if it was you or George or Lou. Uh, Tony Harnell. 
Doesn't rule uh, out TNT return. Right. Never say never. Well, I guess if you get kicked out of Skid Row, there's only one place to go back to, and that's your old Van TNT. <laughs> old roots, yeah. Uh, I really don't even know who he is. Tony Harnell? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a great, great singer. I mean, you know, I've he's, heard of his uh, name. He's a, broken, he's a broken guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, he's in New York, too. Mm-hmm. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever you, whatever you got to do. TNT, if you got to get them back together or, you know, make a return, go ahead. Nobody's doing anything anyway, so just go ahead and do it. Uh, Ted Nugent says Capitol Riders oh, were no. Black Lives Matter and Antifa supporters wearing Trump shirts. <sighs> do we want to get into this? No, but I no. will say this. <laughs> COVID-19 does not mean that it's the 19th COVID. It means it coronavirus disease of 2019. 19, yes. There weren't 18 <laughs> predecessors to it. Ted, uh, I love you, but get your facts straight, please. All right, we, we won't get into this, but uh, we all know Ted Nugent is crazy. But It's crazy Uncle Ted. It's crazy mm-hmm. Uncle Ted. He does look, he, wow, yeah. Look at a picture of crazy Uncle Ted lately. Uh, some good news here. Cheap trick bassist Tom Peterson recovering from open heart surgery. Good. Mm. Uh, and he's 70 years old. Wow. They all are, except yeah. for Zach Nielsen. Wow. His health status one day after the band's appearance on the Late Show... Oh, he, he addressed his uh, health status on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, earlier today, well, this was uh, on the 9th, uh, Cheap Trick social media was updated with the following statement from Peterson. I have, hi, everyone. Uh, you may have noticed that I was sitting down during Stephen Colbert's late show performance last night. I had to have open heart surgery and a month ago. Oh, no, I had to have a open heart surgery a month ago and I'm under doctor's orders to take it easy. Wow, I'm surprised he still even played. Uh, he's currently recuperating and slowly but surely getting stronger every day. Can't wait to ba- get back and see all of you again soon. But yeah, wow, I didn't know he was 70 years old and they all are. Wow, it's crazy. Unlike, unlike Kiss, Cheap Trick still loves to write and record and release music and tour behind it. Mm. Yeah, they have not stopped. Oh. And even even the vocalist Cheap Trick even mentioned something about Kiss being so against of, uh, you know, putting out new albums and stuff like that and uh, no, Cheap Trick is doing the right thing, I think. Just keep continuing. The, your fans are still going to love what you release as long as you re- keep releasing good music, you know? Right. Yeah. Did you lower your microphone? No, I'm yeah, just away from the mic. I'm just, uh, you know, Anna, my daughter, is trying to sleep. Turn, turn up your volume, though. What if I spoke like this? No, it's, like, really low. It just disappeared. Yeah. Is that any better? No. Why are we doing this as we're recording? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that... Well, we'll do it again. Testing, testing. One, two, three. That's a little better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Final story. Uh, Exodus drummer Tom Hunting has been diagnosed with... I never heard of this. Squamous? Squamous? Squamous. Squamous. Squamous? Cell? cell carcinoma. All right. Good. I'm glad we have a doctor on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a use. <laughs> uh, the 50, wow, he's 56 year old too. Wow. Um, well, I wrote it at 65. <laughs> did they really? 
Yeah, they did. They may have fixed it since then. Well, they, they might have fixed it because it's 56 years old here. But uh, he said today will be starring treatment for his what, George? Squamous cell carcinoma. <laughs> it's a gastric tumor that was diagnosed in my upper stomach in February. I'm making this public to raise uh, awareness uh, for people to pay attention to symptoms of stomach and esophag- esophageal issues. Esophageal. Eso- thank you. I should have just had you read this. I can. <laughs> I, mean, don't feel bad. I thought it was esophageal, too. It's, it's esophageal. Uh, where else am I? Uh, I'm not going to be... Uh, I'm I'm not going to be sheepish talking about it if I feel that if I can help someone with what I've learned or someone out there has information to share with me, it's a win-win. When you can name the enemy, it's empowering, and you're one step closer to killing it. Uh, but it uh, looks like he'll be okay. Okay, you've heard the bad news. The good news is he feels great physically. I'm going to beat this like a fucking snare drum that owes me money. So... He's got the doctor's support, and looks like he's going to be okay, but we'll you know, keep an eye on it, and hopefully everything's okay, because he is an awesome drummer. And Exodus is a great band as well, even though Greg Noggle disagrees with me. That's okay, I agree with you. That's as long as somebody agrees with me. George, what's your favorite Exodus album? I don't have one. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it, Wayne. <laughs> I don't have one either, Wayne, but I you do don't have Exodus. No, I don't. Wow. All right. I have a favorite Testament album, though, that might shock you. What's that? The Gathering. The Gathering is a good album. I, I like love the that album. Yeah. That, that's the one Dave Lombardo, right? Yes, sir. Yep. That is an awesome album. I like that one. Um, yeah, I was disappointed a little bit when they came back when they did that album, Low. There a lot of a fans really... were upset with that one. That and Demonic, I think they were very upset yeah. with. Yeah. But Greg, Greg loves Low. He's a big fan of Low. But uh, he still hates Testament as well. But I think that's it with the news for today. I can't think of anything else. George, you got anything else? No. no, no. I can't think of anything. No, nothing. Any timeless haunt news? No. We're They're writing. not playing Vakken. We're not playing Vakken this year. <laughs> yeah, no. you bastards. What me. It was you. <laughs> I know no, it was you, Fredo. Yeah, <laughs> but you're working on new music, I saw. Right? We are. Yes. You know, yes. Never ending. Coming, never ending. Yeah. Um, Lou, anything with you? Um. Well, just if you want to find out anything about my podcast, please check out www.musicislifepodcast.com. There, you can link up and listen to the show, watch the show, and you can find me weekly on Rat Salad Review with Wayne. And Greg, whenever he feels like coming on again, he's actually on vacation right now. <laughs> he's on assignment. Really happy, he's on <laughs> he's assignment. assignment. We're really happy to have what's happening in Jersey, and uh, right, we're really happy to have George on the show. So this is this is fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been fun. I had a lot of fun having you on, George. And uh, where can we hear Timeless Haunt? www.timelesshaunt.com, and of course, mm. we are on every streaming platform mm. and all the social media platforms. Very good, very cool. And uh, I actually had uh, Greg's, um, I don't know what you want to call it, maybe girlfriend, I don't know. But she has a um, brain, uh, what the hell is it called? Um, She's a taxidermist, basically. But she also makes jewelry and things like that. And uh, brain fever art, I believe it's called. Am I right, Lou? I see you pointing at me. 
Uh, no, I was trying to make sure that my mic was still working because you have me paranoid right now. I don't want to have to buy a new mic. Why don't I have you paranoid? Because I don't want to buy a new mic. Oh, no. No, it's fine. I noticed that sometimes it does go low, though. Oh, crazy dynamic know. mics. Wait, yeah. so, so wait, this, Greg's girlfriend doesn't kill the animals, right? She just stuffs them? No, she takes them and kills them and then makes them into uh, colorful floral arrangements and, you know, lamps and things Somebody like that. Somebody call PETA. <laughs> no, she doesn't kill the animals, silly. Uh, but her thing is uh, brain fever artwork. So if you look that up, uh, she made me. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you know George, but uh, Lou, you know the eye, the King Diamond eye necklace. Oh, that was from her. That was from her. Very cool. I wish I had it on me. I didn't think to bring it, but it's in my car. It's hanging off my mirror. But uh, next time, next show, I'll bring it. Uh, very cool necklace she made it uh, all herself. And she does, like I said, all taxidermy stuff. So if you look up Brain Fever artwork uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, I don't think she's on Twitter, but go check out those two. And you can see all the things that she does. And she does some really cool stuff. Hangs out with a lot of really strange animals. I know she has like this big snake that I don't like snakes. But uh... I don't like it either. <laughs> I'm sure oh, she's there... draping it all over Greg right now. There's three things I just want to mention, though, uh, real quick before we sign up. Uh, Not the one-night trouser snake, George. Uh, Three things I want to bring up, though. Number one, I'm really happy that my uh, one of my roundtable guys, Bob Mango, is going to have his own podcast, which is going to be on Ratsaw Review. And, Wayne, I'd like to thank you for giving Bob the opportunity. I'm looking forward to uh, being on a bunch of the episodes with him and, uh, you know, just talking stuff like we like we do like the couple of crazy fanboys that we are of pop culture uh number two just want to give another shout out to uh my friends denise and rob over at the abg podcast the envy graziani foundation podcast where they talk about uh breast cancer awareness and testing and you know just give them some love and uh donate to them when you can it's a really good cause also, um, this year at Duff's in Brooklyn, which is the big heavy metal bar in Brooklyn, they were supposed to have their annual Pete Steele Tribute Night, which, of course, because of COVID-19, is uh, canceled. But if you go to Duff's website, you could actually purchase the T-shirt that Joey James Hernandez, who makes a bunch of the T-shirts that I wear on Ratsai Review, he actually designed the shirt for this year's uh, benefit. And if you purchase one from Duff's website... For forty dollars, that money goes to the North, to the North Shore Animal League, where it's a no kill shelter, and they take care of the animals and get them prepared for adoption. So, just uh, you know, uh, give uh, give Joey and Duffs and the North Shore Animals uh, League some love and purchase a T-shirt when you can, please. Thank you. Very cool. And yes, welcome yeah. Rob Mango to Rat Sound Review. Very cool guy. I got to talk to him yesterday for a little short oh. while about some stuff. I'll talk to you about that in a little bit, but very cool guy. Yeah, one of my dearest friends from college. Really happy that he's still a part of my life. Yeah, very cool. He did not have anything good to say about you, but I tried to say, no, Lou's a very good guy. You didn't have to lie for him anyway, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had nothing but good news to say about you. So, But, cool. uh, yeah, so please, ratsoundreview.com, and don't forget... ProjectResurrect.bandcamp.com and TimelessHaunt.com and TimelessHaunt.com. Where'd I do it? His CD. I that's pro- that's ProjectResurrect.com. That's an old. Oh, that's CD. the old one. Oh, Here's the Timeless Haunt. Look, Timeless Haunt and Project Resurrect soon to go on tour at some point. Uh, Absolutely. It, it, you know, some some future date. If I ever get a band together, but waiting uh, backing tracks. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and Lou with his quiet riot bootlegs. The Randy Rhodes years. And it's not a bootleg, goddammit. <laughs> you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, and please hit the subscribe button on everything. I don't care if you're already subscribed on one thing, go to the next thing and go subscribe to that too. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we will see you guys next time. Cheers. On Rat Sound Review. Later. Goodbye.